0: Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful Podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta who said, Do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible. For you, the listeners of the Do Something Beautiful podcast, with a free 30-day trial of Audible, you can get my new book, The Other Side of Beauty, read to you by yours truly for free. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash Audible is Amazon's audio bookstore, and it has over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. And so if you're like me and you like to listen to books while you travel, exercise, or cook, this is perfect for you to get my audiobook for free. All you gotta do is go to audibletrial.com slash Leadero, that's audibletrial.com slash Leadero, and you're in. The Do Something Beautiful podcast is also brought to you by Haiti 180 If you want to do something beautiful in the world, but find yourself busy, possibly overwhelmed with life, family, or work, but you still want to donate money for a good cause, you can still do something beautiful by becoming a Team 180 member. Haiti 180 provides an orphanage for 40 children, two elderly homes, a school for over 200 students, and a medical clinic in a small village in the hills of Haiti. Now, many of the listeners of this podcast have generously donated over $26,000 to build the maternity wing of the new hospital. And for as little as $15 a month, you can sponsor an orphan. That's 50 cents a day, people, 50 cents a day to help a little boy or a little girl have a good and just life. I've been there. I have seen their good works and I continue to give them my time, talent, and treasure. And I'm asking you to do the same. Go to Haiti180.com and do something beautiful with me. That's Haiti180.com. Welcome back to the Do Something Beautiful Podcast. Here we are with season six. Season six is, it's a little different. So I have received many recommendations or people asking to have my husband Ricky on the podcast. And I I doubt that y'all know anything about my husband Ricky. I obviously do. But Ricky is not the type of a guy that, he doesn't do social media. (laughs) He just doesn't like it. So I have been asking him, he's like, "Ah, I don't know, I don't know. Finally, I said, okay, listen, The people have been asking, come on, Ricky, do the podcast with me. So he agreed. So I had sent out a an Instagram post a while back asking a lot of you listeners, people who follow me on, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, what you want to hear from us. And so this first episode is about us. This is us. It's how we met. This is the number one question I receive after all of my talks the number one question I received over and over on the Instagram post that I posted asking you what you want to hear. So we're going to start with this one. We'll have many other topics in this season. It'll be a shorter season because I can only get Ricky to, you know, agree to a few of them. <laughs> but we're going to go over some different topics. Obviously, we're going to be talking about how we met in this episode. In future episodes, you'll hear about marriage. You'll hear about kids. You'll also hear about dating in terms of kind of like the craziness that's gone on. And then we're going to hit some other Catholic cultural issues too, kind of what's going on in the church and our take on it just from a Catholic couple. So a lot of different things coming on in season six, but we're going to start with this one of how we met. So it's a little bit of back and forth between Ricky and I. So it's a little bit longer than my normal podcast episodes, but I'm not surprised because, you know, I've got my story of how we met and then Ricky's got his story of
1: how, of how we met. And so, you know, it's marriage. (laughs) There's lots of different variations there. But anyways,
0: I am really honored to introduce you to my husband, Ricky. Obviously, I married him. I love him. But uh, I really think you're going to enjoy him and and his perspective of what he has to offer. He really is a wonderful man. I like that I get to record this introduction without him even here or listening to this because he's he's one of the best men I've ever met in my life. He really is. And he's a good man. He's got a good heart. And he's very honest. And uh, you're going to get that from him in, in this episode and in all the future episodes here in season six. So without further ado, here is Ricky and me. Welcome, friends, back to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. We are here in season six. Season six is going to be a fun season. Season six, I am introducing you to my husband, Ricky. Ricky is going to be with us for the entire season. I have sent out uh, some questions on Instagram and asking you what you want to hear from us. So we have lined up some seasons, some, uh, excuse me, some episodes based on those questions you gave us. And so today we are going to be talking about dating. And there's a lot of questions about dating and there's also a lot of questions about how we met. So we're going to kind of combine the two since it involves it. And so we're going to be talking about that. Now, Ricky, my husband, as you may or may not have seen on the Instagram post, Ricky is a U.S. Green Beret. He is a firefighter. He's obviously my husband. He's the father to our four kids. He's pretty great. That's why I married him. Anyways, so we are going to welcome Ricky to the podcast. Ricky, are you there?
2: I am here. <laughs> How
1: are you doing?
2: <laughs> I'm doing okay.
1: I can't believe he's on <laughs> this podcast. First off, you need to know something about Ricky from the very beginning. Ricky
0: hates social media. Although he's on it, but he doesn't like to be seen on it. Is that correct? I mean, that that that's probably right.
2: I think that's accurate. I don't like, yeah, it just feels too um, all about me sometimes. So I, I like to get my news from there.
1: Yeah, and that's about he, it. He, he, Every now and then, post he's, something. He's married a girl like me who's like, "Hey guys, I'm on Instagram Live. <laughs> let's let's chat and hang out." So if you ever watch any of my Instagram stories, you'll notice that sometimes when
0: Ricky and I are together and I'll sometimes do an Instagram story when we go on dates, I'll show you like Ricky's arm
1: and or like Ricky's hand or something really weird so that you, so people <laughs> know that I'm with him, but but he doesn't want his face seen. Okay. So Ricky, are you ready to are you
0: ready to go into the season six with me?
2: Yeah, let's do this. I mean, we're already married. I, I to am. Marvel. I'm married to you and you were forcing me, so I'm, I'm here.
0: I'm not completely forcing you. <laughs> you you did agree to it.
2: Yeah, I did agree to it. All right. And that's how marriage works.
0: <laughs> yeah. Marriage. Good old marriage. Well, okay. So we are looking at... So today we're going to talk first off about dating. Aren't you happy that we dated and got married just before all this craziness that's come about with social media over the past like just like 10 years?
2: Yeah. I mean, we were kind of at the beginning of all that. But we were pre-Tinder, I guess. And Definitely pre, pre-Tinder. You know, I don't know what I would be doing today with Tinder. I think that's just... It seems like all my friends at work and whatnot are on Tinder or some other apps. I'm glad we missed all that.
0: Ugh, it's so disgusting. Yeah. As a woman, I find it disgusting.
2: Yeah, I, I could see that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I think he's a the nice I
2: mean, it, it, like, the mechanism makes sense, you know, to use an app to find people to date. It, the problem is I think the scope of who are, who's on there is a little broad. And so for someone who's looking for marriage, specifically instead of just dating or hooking up, Tinder's obviously a problem.
0: Okay. Three issues right there. I'm already hearing. One is the fact that dating, hooking up, and marriage- three totally different things and the purpose of it. So I see Tinder as something. Tinder's not like, hey, we met on Tinder. We had this meaningful relationship. We're married with, and we're married now. How many marriages are coming from Tinder? Tinder to me seems like an app to where people are just like, hey, who's in the 10 mile radius that I can have sex with?
2: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much, I think what it is. But I think there's some people that may, very small minority, I'm sure. Somebody's gotten married from that thing. I don't know.
0: Really? If you've gotten married, from your meeting up on Tinder. I want to hear from you.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know. I have no idea. I think obviously the better way to go would be if you're going to do stuff like that, non-traditional, I guess it's becoming more traditional now is dating websites and whatnot, specific to your faith, obviously, or I would imagine those are good. Well, those seem to
0: be more in line, I guess, with your values. If you're looking for somebody with values, you know, I mean, there are some people that don't. I mean, and I just, the other thing I have a problem with with Tinder in particular, things like Tinder is like the swipe left, swipe right. It's just it's very quick judgments based on how you look. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be involved in your and who you're attracted to and who and who you date, you know. But I just feel like it's just one more element, especially for women, of like, yep, we've got to be this picture perfect image, and the image of what we are on social media, the virtual image of ourselves is obviously much more important than who we really are, our interests, our likes. What our dreams are, what we really want in life, all of those things, and you just don't get that from a quick glance. And no, there.
2: no, I think it's yeah, it's extremely superficial,
0: yeah, anyway. to say the
2: least, to be polite.
0: Yeah, and also the whole thing about dating is purpose and intention. I mean, we're talking about really dating when you commit to getting to know another person and all that goes in, into that person. There's a purpose to it. Dating is not just because you get nothing else to do, and I—that's obviously not the take most people have when it comes to dating today which makes it so complicated because people say they're dating somebody but are they really dating or are they just talking to them or sexting them or having sex with them randomly hooking up and meeting up and then not really talking and then you text back and forth but no one's really having a conversation and god forbid you make the phone call because they're not going to answer does that make any sense to you yeah i feel like that makes sense to me
2: yeah yeah i know Hey, I'm with you. I'm following he's, you. He's
0: staring at me, people. He's just looking no, at me I, and he's just staring at me like, I just when wonder, are you going to stop like, talking?
2: I haven't dated in so long. Haven't we been married? Was it six years? Jeez. Six years, right? So we've been married six years, 2012.
0: You are correct.
2: And uh, I imagine there's a lot more. I imagine Tinder's like not even the, the new thing or the most used app, dating app right now. But we're probably dating ourselves as it is. You know? I don't even care. Yeah.
0: I don't care, man. I own it. I own who I am.
2: Well... I'm glad we're married. So it's so to answer your original question, I'm so happy that um, yeah, I don't have to go through because dating was hard. Dating was not. I mean, dating was fun. Dating, but after a while, it's like gosh, it's exhausting. Just get it. Just gets old.
0: It's exhausting. You know,
2: it's exhausting. you just want to find the one. And I know. Just gets you. Just get tired of.
0: I will say after my reversion, after I kind of had my come to Jesus moment again, and that was back in I don't even know that was that was 2005 that I had my reversion, I took time off of dating completely because I needed to just, you know, fix myself, all right? Or Jesus needed to fix me. I needed time off because I use dating as a way to fill voids in my life for attention. And and so I looked to guys to kind of give me the attention, give me love on a short-term basis. And then obviously it all just went up in flames each and every time. However, so after my, you know, conversion, re- reversion, I took time off dating. And when I did start dating again, I was super blessed and very particular as well to date some really good men. And I had the chance to date really good Catholic Christian men who I'm clearly not married to today. I'm married to the best Christian Catholic man that I know, which is Ricky, in my opinion. But that's why we're married to each other. But I had that great opportunity to do that and to have, have it kind of proven to me that all guys aren't bad. And there are great guys out there who will treat women respectfully and, and be honest with their intentions. So it's not like all dating is crap. There is a lot of good people who have good intentions and understand the purpose of it. But that kind of kind of gets back down to how we met. Because, Ricky, as you know, you've come with me to a lot of my talks. This is the question I always get after my talks. How did you meet Ricky? How did you meet Ricky? So I can give a talk on any other random topic. I will give presentations on Christ's mercy, divine mercy, my conversion, beauty, modesty, True womanhood, all the, but still to say the one question I always get, no matter what the presentation is, is how did you meet Ricky? So yeah. I think I think we should talk about that. I think we should let people know how we met.
2: <laughs> That's fine. Let's do it.
1: Do you do you when you're listening to this? Do you see the clear distinction in our personalities? <laughs> and <laughs> this is why you have to pray for us because this is real people
0: and let me tell you something this is also a true testament to the grace of marriage because we in some ways are so opposite in our personalities very opposite very very opposite,
2: <laughs> opposite. <laughs> in a lot of ways
1: there's a lot of overlap too I mean if you had to
2: be really general about it if you I mean this is such a reduction of everything but if you could just you know I would say that you just based on the four personality types yeah you know I'm a choleric melancholic yep and leah i would guess that you're a sanguine choleric mm-hmm. or a choleric sanguine one mm-hmm. with i'm not sure which one is on top there but when you're a choleric we're like two ceos trying to run the same company
0: and it's a disaster
2: yeah yeah and uh when you're sanguine, i'm i'm like the party pooper sometimes I so, so
0: like you can you
2: imagine
1: know. what happens we're like fighting for the reins of who's gonna run the household or the marriage, or I'm all super excited, like, hey, let's go out and do this. And you're like, I just want to sit and think about things. <laughs> I want to meditate. <laughs> I want to deliberate about the meaning of life. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to get ice cream and uh, hang out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Not that I don't like doing those things. And I mean, that can be fun, obviously, but that, just a, generally speaking, that's, so that obviously makes it, you know, Interesting.
0: It does. We are interesting. I would. I think that's a good description of us. Is that when when people meet us, they're like, "Well, how
1: does that work?" Yeah.
0: (laughs) Especially when people meet me and they're like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet Ricky." And I'm like, "Oh yeah. If you know, he's totally different. You're gonna love him." And people are shocked though when when they see you because you're Ricky. He's very well spoken. He's kind of put together. He thinks about everything he wants to say. Like two hours before he says it, so he kind of has all (laughs) these things going on, and I'm sitting going, hey, blah, 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 and I'm just more off the cuff and spontaneous, and Ricky is not, and so he's just, it's just, it's kind of funny when you see us together, side by side. I like it,
2: though. Yeah, no, it's, we have fun.
0: You know, turning our conversation now to kind of how we met, that's one of the things about you that I found funny, which I know you no, still don't get it.
2: I still, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not a funny person.
1: No, generally speaking, no, I'd, I'd say I'm,
2: I can be, I don't know. I guess people laugh at me, but I'm not like, ha ha funny guy, you know, <laughs> I guess. Um,
1: <laughs> no, little, he's not. I,
2: <laughs> I, I think, and I'm not saying this. I mean, my friends would say I'm, I'm a rather serious guy. I'm sometimes too serious. And a I, serious I, so man. yeah, I probably take myself too seriously sometimes. Probably a lot more than sometimes. But yeah, I try to have fun. Obviously you get me out of my shell a little bit and have fun. And it's not that I can't have fun. I can be, I'm a, I'm an extroverted person too, but I think my default is to, let's talk about something with substance and and get to the point and solve some problems. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, you can only solve so many problems in a day before
0: you just need to sit and watch the office on rerun. Yeah. You know, Yeah,
2: no, I don't, I can't do that, but I know you do. I do. I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I find Ricky's seriousness funny. I do. I generally
1: just sit back and watch him take everything so serious, and I'm just like, you know, it must be hard being you sometimes with all the problems in the world because you're sitting there trying to figure it all out, and I'm sitting back with my glass of wine on the front porch like, eh, you know, Jesus died for us. We're okay. <laughs> We're going to make it. All right. So how did we meet? Let's first go back
0: into, we met back in 2008. Did you know that?
2: I think that's the year. It is. Yeah. I'm
0: positive of it. Okay. Don't worry. I've double-checked my facts. Yeah, I think it was Mr. 2008. Ricky. Okay. So 2008. And at that time, why, like, what were you doing? Tell Tell us your background of like where what was going on in your life at that point.
2: I was in the Army at the time, active duty. I was with 5th Special Forces Group out of Fort Campbell. So I was a special forces medic on an A team, and we were doing a lot of training and prepping for deployments. Obviously, I and mean, I was just single and Are living a- with my friends.
0: Are A teams like what the movies show?
2: <laughs> what movies? Like what do you what do you mean? Like well, the movie A team? Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's such a loaded the... question. I know. No, it's not like the movies most ways, but yeah, some of it's like the movies—the camaraderie and the fun, but um, no, there's not a whole lot of movies about A-teams. There's, not, there's just not a lot of them. I mean, no, I think one just came out recently. Do a lot of what was the name media. of that movie? 12 Strong? Mm. Yeah. That's the most recent film about an actual Special Forces team. We don't really, our community doesn't, we're, I, I, kinda, I guess kind of our model is that, you know, the quiet professionals and we don't really have a lot of movies, you know, tooting our own horn type thing. We're not, nothing against the SEALs. Love my SEALs, but we're just not, we don't have a PR arm from the Department of the Army trying to promote <laughs> U.S. Army Special Forces, sort of like the Navy SEALs. They're very good at that. They're very good with their PR and they're very good at and recruiting yeah. and whatnot, but that's just not, that's just not our culture.
0: Yeah. Good men.
2: Same kind of guys, different the military.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. So, so you, you are there, you're at Fort Campbell and we were introduced by friends. Okay. So my background is I had already had my conversion, reversion, whatever and i was slowly getting back into the dating scene and we had we were introduced by some friends who thought we might connect and so we did and i went out to you which normally i would not give that advice to girls i'm like no you let that guy come to you but you had just come back from deployment and so you were at fort campbell living right outside of of of, of that and um and so it just kind of made made sense for everything's going on with you and stuff like that with, with 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 your work that you were there. So I came to you, yeah, and we went on a date. Yeah. Do you remember our first date?
2: Yeah, I believe we went to sushi, right? Wasn't it sushi? It was Hibachi. Yeah, it was Hibachi. Same thing. Well, not really. I guess well, not really. It was a sushi not restaurant. Really? Yeah, we had um Hibachi Grill. We had a little sushi for an appetizer, if I remember correctly.
0: Um, yeah, I remember girl. the first date.
2: I think we went on a walk on the river. We did. Yeah. The Cumberland. I think it's the Cumberland River. Yes. Downtown Clarksville. I think Clarksville, so. Tennessee. For, for people out there in Clarksville, Tennessee, that's where we were. That's where we met.
0: Yeah. That's a great place. Yeah.
2: Not we a bad a, town.
0: We had a great first Do you know what I- I love living there. I know. It is good. Do you remember what I ordered? What drink I ordered?
2: I have no idea. No. You don't? No, I don't remember.
0: I ordered sweet tea.
2: Sweet tea.
0: And you looked at me like, why are you ordering sweet tea? And I said, because I like sweet tea. And you were like, you're not from the South. And I was like looking at you like, what is your deal, dude?
2: <laughs> I don't remember this Leave me
0: and my sweet tea alone.
2: But that sounds like me, so I'm not going to deny it.
0: Absolutely sounds like you because yeah. this is exactly what happened. And so Ricky is from...
2: I'm so, from the illustrious state of Mississippi. Okay. Well, and, I, and I claim Louisiana as well. Yeah, just because wow. my family's from New Orleans, so southern for the Gulf Coast region, Southern yeah, Mississippi and New Orleans, Louisiana is my, is my is my is my home.
0: Okay, so sweet tea's like like water to them down there, and Mississippi is a strange state. I love that state. I think you need a passport to get into that state, or at least you hey, should. But be
2: careful. I love Mississippi. It's, a, it's yes, it's a great it's a great state to but be you, from. But I don't know about a great state to live in forever. But it's a great state to be from.
1: I love it. It's I a would good love state.
2: That. It's got some problems, obviously, but the people, and, and I think that's the most important piece of any state is the people are great and wonderful down there.
0: They are. They are. And and for the record, I don't I have to defend my statement. I love Mississippi, but there's a lot of things that are quite different about that state versus any other state that I've ever been to. And I'm not saying it's all bad. I love it anyway. So you are from the deep South. Right. And so you were freaked out. You're like, why are you ordering sweet tea? And I'm like, I, and I grew up in Oklahoma which we consider ourselves a South, not deep South. It's like this big debate between people like what's Southern in the United States. And so anyway, so we had sweetie. Anyway, so we went on a date and I remember just being, I remember when I first saw Ricky, oh my gosh, he saw me. I, I was driving up to your house and you were waiting for me on the front porch.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was like so nervous. Oh my gosh. And I saw him and I was like, He's the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very gracious of you.
1: You're, you're so funny. He can't even take a compliment. He's over here like, <laughs> blushing. You should see him. He's hilarious. So, anyways, but I did. In,
0: in, my, I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was just like, oh wow, okay. And then when I thought that, felt that, said that to myself inside my car as I'm pulling into the driveway and kind of getting myself situated, and you were very nice. You were letting myself, you were letting me kind of get myself together before I got out of the car and everything, you know, you didn't like rushed, you know, to come over there. But right when I said that though, I had all of these voices that just attacked me immediately. And it was just like, he's not going to like you. Like you are, you, and I had just heard all of the voices from the enemy, the least of which were, he's not going to like you, but a whole bunch of other really terrible, nasty things of who do you think you are? Like, he's going to know about your past. He's not going to like you. He's not going to want to be with a girl like you. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. Oh my gosh, you have a pimple on your face. A million things like that. It was mm. crazy. And it really hit me to the point where I like sat back in my seat in, my, in in the car. And I was like, golly. And it hurt. I was like, I had all these doubts all of a sudden. I wasn't confident anymore. And I remember just immediately praying and I just said, Jesus, help me. Mary, help me. And right then and there, I just told myself as I was getting out of the car, I go, I am
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds really, really silly.
2: No, that doesn't sound silly at all. I think that's a, that's a good thing to do. But
1: I had to tell myself. It's like,
2: like a little Tony Robbins <laughs> nin- jujitsu right there.
1: <laughs> it is. Hey there, Tony. I completely
0: was like, this is crap. They are lies. I am worth love. I am worth authentic love. I am worth an amazing gorgeous, fabulous man. I am worth that. And I
1: had to tell myself that. So the only thing I could come up with that moment is I am awesome. And so I said that to myself as I was literally opening up the door and I was praying to God that you did not hear me because I said it audibly. And so I'm getting out and you were there. And I remember just being like totally excited and overwhelmed. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just so fun. And we went on our date. and Like you said, we had sweet tea and
0: hibachi. We went on a, a nice walk on the river and dating was pretty good. I mean, it was fun, we, 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 but we didn't date that long.
2: No, no. It was probably somewhere between one and two months. Yeah. Tops.
0: I kind of remember two months, but I mean, who, I, like, who cares? It doesn't really yeah. matter at this point. I mean, like, whatever, we're married. But we dated, we and we dated briefly, not because we really wanted to, but life happened. Your team got called up for another deployment. And that was kind of in the works, you know, that was coming up, not super soon, but still enough time. You guys were already thinking about that again. And it just kind of just didn't feel like it was the best time to really.
2: Yeah. D- dating in the army, I-, I could tell you just that period of my life was, I mean, and this is the case for anybody, and anybody in the army or army wives out there or guys that are listening that are in the military. Obviously, it's hard to date when you're active duty military. It's just difficult, especially at that time when we were deploying. Nonstop. I mean, every branch was in Iraq at that point. It's a little slower now, but everybody was making sacrifices then, including um, the single people, and including especially the people that were married were making sacrifices. So, uh, woe is me is not what I am going to say. Obviously, for you know having a hard time dating because obviously people were having a much harder time with just being raising families and having their husbands leave and and even wives leave in some cases. So,
0: and the hardest part for that moment when we just knew that it wasn't the right time for us was. That in those two months of dating before, I really came to a point where I was like, Oh man, this guy, I think this guy is I think this guy's it. Right? And in particular, one one event happened. You know what I'm gonna say, don't you?
2: I think so.
0: Okay. Well, okay. So we so This were... is
2: this is one of those situations when you're married and you have to read your wife's mind.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you need to. <laughs> that part
0: is he never does we always we always think
2: it's impossible but keep going we always
0: think we know what the. i'm I'm gonna know what you're saying
2: as you start go ahead
0: yeah yeah well okay so i was just gonna say that like well first off hold on a second i want to ask you this what was your first impression of me first and then listen hold on i'm gonna ask you two questions here all right what was your first impression of me on our first date okay and then what was your Kind of overall first impression of me after we were dating for a few a few times Okay,
2: I would say obviously the, my first impression was is a very beautiful young lady. So that was, and I, I think that's kind of I know it sounds it's guys, you know, when they first meet someone, it's it's like we want we want to be with someone who's just beautiful in our eyes. And I thought you were very very beautiful, very attractive, and you had just a really nice personality, a little. I would say the only I'd say after a couple of times dating, I was like, oh man, this 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 girl is um assertive. <laughs> assertive, would that be a good word?
0: That's a <laughs> that that that's a nice way. Why don't yeah. you just say it how you wanna say it, Ricky?
2: Well, I don't know. Bold, a little pushy, you know, we're married, was fine, man. which is fine. I mean, I, I I need someone that's gonna, you know, put up or I shouldn't say put up, should say um, Push back. Push back. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Push back. Because obviously we have, we both have very strong personalities and yeah, I, I needed, I needed a strong person in my life, a strong partner in life. And so.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not offended. That's who I am. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah. I, I have it's, to it's temper great. that obviously, but mm-hmm. no, no, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely true. That That's good. My first impression of you was, the first impression was this guy thinks he's too cool for school. Like, Mr. Green Beret, ooh, ooh, (laughs) so exciting. And for me, granted, let me tell you something, okay, I am crazy, super patriotic. I'm not blindly patriotic for the record, but I am patriotic. I love our country. I love our servicemen and women. The military, I have a huge heart for them. I grew up that way. I have lots of family members who have been in all different branches of the military. And my uncle who I was very, very close to as a kid, my uncle Randy, was a Green Beret medic as well. Yeah. So, kind of cool that fact... that... And your
2: uncle uh, Bob, your great uncle.
0: Yeah. No, no, he's not my great uncle. He's just my
2: uncle. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. My uncle Bob Kalsu, who was in the Army and was killed in action during Vietnam, and he, before that was playing for the Buffalo Bills, he was the first the first professional football player to go to war and die in war before Pat Tillman. That's a beautiful story that, I actually hope to talk about later in the podcast in the future with my Aunt Jan, his wife, his widow. So, but yes. So, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of military in my family. I love them. And so I completely respect and honor it, but I'm also not like in awe constantly like, oh, the Green Beret, like like for some women are that are attracted to this particular branch because I've seen it. I've seen it happen. We're like, oh my gosh, like he's a green beret and he's so amazing. (laughs) Well, we are an amazing
2: group of men. He
0: jumps (laughs) out of airplanes, And granted, (laughs) you guys are. I'm not saying you are, but I'm just saying like that, that, that frill piece was gone for me because, you know, I, I have the full respect, but I'm not like, you know, my eyes aren't glazed over of like, oh, put on your uniform. But
1: anyways, my first impression was like, I think he thinks he's too cool for school. Like, and that kind of made me laugh. And I I, I kind of like just wanted to see through it. I was like, okay, let, let's see what we can hack into this guy to get him to reveal Ricky behind
0: the beret, you know, Ricky behind all of those other things that, that, that he is. So that was my first impression. And then later, probably similar to what you thought of me, I kind of realized, okay, I have met my match and a person in a strong Mm. personality and part of my problem in dating before is I do have a strong personality and if I don't have someone who kind of pushes back enough and also kind of uh, helps me see something in a different light because I'm not seeing it because I might be too strong headed you know whatever Mm -hmm. you know that's a problem and I need somebody to be like hey listen you need to think of this in a different way or look at it from this perspective and if I don't have that then I'm I'm not going to grow well as a human. Right. So I, in previous relationships, would have very kind and gentle men who did not push back enough. And sometimes it was just like me. I was like this bulldozer. Yeah. And that wasn't good for them or me, which is why those relationships sometimes ended as well. So I kind of was like, oh, he's going to give it back. And he seems to be able to give it back in a productive way because I think that's a nuance that's not always talked about is like you can have somebody who might be as spicy as you but are they are they humble are they kind with their words to you know correct or redirect or question or or you know listen and then ask those questions afterwards to ha- help you grow and that's really important and you have a very special quality where you do do that well do 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 you do do do? I do that well. You
2: you do do that well. You do. <laughs> I'm sorry. That well. I'm just making fun of my wife. Sorry, it's just funny. He I,
0: corrects <laughs> me all the time. He is. It's uh, so annoying so, oh. annoying. so annoying. Although he's correct, it's annoying. Well, it's a funny.
2: It's a funny thing to say. Do do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Really. Okay. See, I'm not a funny guy. Oh. But keep going. What were you saying? Well,
0: okay. All, what were you getting to? All all of this is to say about this one event. We have this big barbecue at your house. Oh my gosh! Okay, you, Drew. you ha- I, I I guess I won't mention all the other guys. I don't want to make them feel weird. Yeah, my, my
2: roommates who are also SF guys.
0: All of your SF r- roommates. One of them was
2: fan fanning out because he followed you on the TV show, which was funny.
0: Oh, uh, America's Next Top Model. Yeah, yeah. And he he was on the deck being like, "So I have a I have like this question to ask you," and uh. I need to, I need to, I need to tell tell you something. And I'm like, this is so
1: weird. What is yeah. this guy doing? He's singing? fanboying. And he's like, I know who you are. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I watched the show, but not all the guys know, so don't tell them. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, Oh my gosh, you watch America's Next Top Model? And I'm like, why? He's like, I know who you are. Like, tell me about Tyra. And I'm like,
0: this is so weird. Yeah, no. he was funny. No, anyway, but yeah, he he's great. So we're all over there, we're having a barbecue, it's great, there's margaritas involved, and I did have one, and um, <laughs> and I just want to say that because it may have an influence in my...
2: Yeah, you were pretty bold that night.
0: I was, like, okay, yes, however, as you know, at the same time, be honest with you, I would have said this regardless of my yeah. margarita... For the record, absolutely, without a doubt, because we had been dating for a while at this point. I don't know, like, you know, six weeks or something. Who Mm -hmm. knows? But I was really into Ricky. I knew Ricky was really into me, but like, it still felt like this, like I was unsure. Like, I don't know where I'm at. And let me tell you something. Let me just speak up for all the ladies right now. That is the worst and we can't stand it and we don't like it. So how do you fix that issue? Well, for me, I just went straight to the source. And I asked exactly what was going on. So this is what happened: We're at the party, we're having a nice time, we're all chatting, we're all going through, we're going in, the, you know, people are hanging out in the backyard and on the deck and inside the house and on the front driveway. So fun, so many people, it's really great. People are having a wonderful time. Everybody's light, it's casual,
1: and I go up to Ricky and I'm like, "Hey," you're like, "Hey," and I cornered you in the kitchen up against this wall. <laughs> oh gosh! And I look at you and uh, I just said. What do you want? Out of nowhere, <laughs> out of nowhere, this is the conversation that happened. I'm not saying you should do it my way. I'm just telling you this is how I did it. So I,
0: I go up to Rick and I'm like, what do you want? You're looking at me smiling right now. Yeah, it's funny. So then... I remember. R- Ricky is sitting there staring at me. I definitely caught him off guard. And he's like, what? And, I'm like, and I just look at him and I go, what do you want? I have enough friends. I don't need new friends. I need to know, what do you want? And he looked at me and I, I look, I don't know if they teach this in some type of training in the Q course of the, of the special forces or something or what, <laughs> but there is an intensity
1: of his look on his face <laughs> that scared, that scared me a bit. I'll be honest with you. I just thought, oh my God, I'm going to be tortured. <laughs> like was, I got really scared because he got super serious and he, you looked directly into my
0: eyes and then you crossed your arms and you leaned up against that wall. I'll never forget it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Like, I have awoken (laughs) the sleeping giant. And you look at me and you just tell me, you're like, okay, you want to know what I want? And I said, yeah, I do. You're like, Leah, what I want is I want to be completely known. Yeah. Boom. Like, that was it. I was like, "Ah, Mic drop. What do you say to that? I mean, for me, I said nothing. I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh. But however, he caught me off guard as much as I caught him off guard. He responded completely in truth. And I realized in that moment, what I saw in him was what I really was pushing to see underneath all of the facades, all of the hats that Ricky wore, all the things that he did. You know, I didn't really care so much about that as much as I was caring about like what was in his heart. What does he really want? What is his greatest desire? And what I took from that of what he said of I want to be completely known is I want someone to know me, to love me, to know my fears, to know my dreams, to know my past and still want to be with me to the end. Mm -hmm. And that's what I took underneath the meaning of what you were saying. And I just felt like if there was a man who was going to be that honest in saying what he really wants in life is to be completely known by one person, that was somebody that I could stand with and stand next to for the rest of my life. Mm. And that just... Ah, oh, it makes me kind of tear up. That's that just like no one had ever been that honest with me in dating. Yeah. No one was no one was ever gonna say, do you know what I really want is this? And I just thought, okay. All right, then that's all I need to know. That's all I need to know was that you were taking this seriously.
2: Yeah, no, I and I I mean, it was obvious that you were being serious. <laughs> and um I was definitely taken off guard. And I I mean, like, it's like first of all, I want to say that's the greatest line ever. Right.
1: <laughs> it is. But I, it wasn't
2: rehearsed it wasn't like a line that I've used it was just it just kind of came it just kind of I don't know where it came. It was probably a little holy spirit moment and uh I think I knew you really wanted to know and I, like what you what was I thinking was I up to and I just you know I don't know where it came from but that was accurate I you know it's a great story we'll never forget that one right
1: no never yeah. forget
0: that one for sure that's yeah. that's one that we'll, we've, we're we obviously sharing with the world and we'll definitely share with our kids as they get to that age and of really what that means and to be able to say that though ricky i think in even talking about the dating culture it requires a level of self awareness that i think most people don't spend enough time on today
2: yeah yeah i probably
0: you know what i mean it, like to say i want to be completely known means that you know who that is that you want it to be known
2: <laughs> yes yeah
0: So you know your strengths, your weaknesses, all of those things, at least to the best of your ability at that point.
2: Yeah. I just knew, I mean, I was a young man. I didn't know a whole lot, but I knew that I wanted to be married. And so when you think about what, and so then I always, you know, think about what is marriage and I've been thinking that for many years. And my Catholic faith informed me of what, of what that is. And, And it took me a long time to really understand that. But from day one, I knew that, Marriage is a reflection of my relationship with God. I want to know God. And when you start to try to know God, what happens is you start to realize that God knows you. And then in the same goes for marriage, as you know, you just like, I want to get to know who Leah is or, you know, anybody I dated. I wanted to know who they were. But obviously, when you pose this question, that's something I'd always been thinking about what is marriage? And, and I think marriage, part of that is being known and getting to know someone else on that level as we journey together, both in our relationship with God and in the sacrament of marriage with family, with kids and so on and so forth. But I mean, it all starts, it starts at dating. You're trying to get to know one another superficially at first, just to see, just to test the waters. And then as you go along, if things continue to show that you're, you know, compatible. becoming good friends and becoming compatible, yeah. then you, you start to reveal a little more, a little bit more at a time. And I think that's one of those moments where we did, obviously you felt like I was putting up a facade and for sure. Some of that's true. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I mean, it's part of, it's just who I, what I was doing at the time too, mm-hmm. but I think what's important for people that are dating is not is not to focus too much on what everyone's doing or what the, what the other person is doing, but also who are they? You know, I think John Paul said, St. Pope John Paul was talking about in one of his encyclicals, how often we are wanting to do more, but we, in reality, we need to be more. Mm. So obviously, I was doing a lot in my life, but at the same time, I was also trying to be a better person outside of what i was doing as an occupation as a vocation you know your interior life pours out of you and becomes your exterior life and i was a very young catholic at that time i think i was a catholic for only a year but i was a christian since at least a few years but i mean i wasn't perfect i'm still not perfect i tried hard made a lot of mistakes but that's one thing i think i had at least a good grip on was you know what do i want out of a relationship so that it can lead to marriage and then what do I want? What does a relationship look like? And it means getting to know one another. So, and not just on a superficial level, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, we have got, you had mentioned that you just became Catholic. Two years prior to us meeting?
2: I think it was, see, I became Catholic at Easter of 07. So, it was a year. It was oh, probably yes. a year and a half or so. Not very long. Catholic. Yeah. So,
0: and your conversion story is amazing. But we're going to save that for a different episode.
2: Yeah. No, that's that's good.
0: too good, and it's too long.
2: Yeah, we don't have for, time here for right, right, now, for right now. Unless you want to do a three-hour-long podcast. No, which... no,
0: no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm letting people know because if they heard that, they're like, "Ooh, I wonder what happened." So I'll let you know, we are, we are recording an episode actually about his story. Which ah, oh, conversion stories are so good. Ricky's yeah. is great. Okay, so so after this point, I pose this at the at the party. You respond, and I just melt like butter.
1: And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like,
2: on the inside, I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I was still Mr. Cool on the outside. I was like, and
1: I was still trying to be Mrs. Cool over here. being like, oh, okay, well, that's great. I just wanted to know. Yeah, <laughs> I knew
2: I had you right there. I knew <laughs> I it. hate
1: that. I hate it. I
2: was like, oh, she's dope. she's toast.
1: Whatever. Whatever.
2: <laughs> you, can, you just saw it in your face. You're like,
1: yeah. <gasps> I know. It's like, yes.
2: I said some good words.
1: Yeah. Oh, well,
0: whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so at that point, though, sadly, soon after that, we stopped dating. Yeah. We stopped. We broke up.
2: I know.
1: Glasses were thrown against walls.
2: Not true. <laughs> That's not true.
1: I'm just kidding. was there was yeah. no fight. No, it was a very amicable no, break. No breakup. Fight. I but can't we, even
2: say it was a breakup. We didn't date long enough for it to be a really a breakup. Uh, yeah, we, it was more of a I don't even know how to describe your, it. Other than- your
0: your team was getting called up again for another deployment and reality just hit. And it was just kind of like, okay, we just don't have the time to really give to each other the way that it needs to be done.
2: Yeah. For the guys out there that understand, I probably had issues with commitment for sure. You think so? Okay. So I can say that? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You should definitely Uh, say that.
2: So I had problems with commitment. As a lot of guys, that sounds so stereotypical, but I mean, it was just a, I was in a different time of life. I was, I had other things and not that Leah wasn't awesome and important. It's just that it just wasn't good timing. And I think it was a good, I think it was a good move looking back. Yeah. Obviously I'm very lucky to have, you know, met you again You're way, but you were very lucky. You were so gracious to still be friends with me.
0: Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you, Ricky had a little bit of some issues with commitment that was kind of obvious, like he just admitted. And for me, I saw that. And then there were some life things going on, like, you know, his team was being called up again in the army. And so they're getting ready to deploy again. And it's just really hard to sit for me and think about like, okay, how could this really work? I mean, how could it really work well? And there was an opportunity or at least an option. There was an option to, you know, just power through it, push through it and, you know what, let's just let's just see if it works. You know, let, let's just see if this will, let's just keep keep on going. I know it's going to be hard and you're going to be kind of busy and you don't seem to be fully committed, but maybe you will, you know, as you get to know me more. There was an also an idea of like, well, I mean, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to deploy, I could still be with you and support you and help you. All of those were definitely ideas that I had and some point wanted to, to happen because I wanted to date you know you, Ricky, and I wanted that to continue on, but like you said, I think because there was a little bit of commitment issues from from you that was apparent and we and we saw plus the reality of army and and deployments, it was just like, you know what, we just need to stop, we just need and I was so frustrated with God with the reality of like that coming to be, and we just knew it. You and I both knew like we just can't keep going right now, it's just not the right time, and that really sucks,
2: yeah. It just did. It it just, it just
0: really, really did. And we just, we ended well, we ended as being friends, but it was just like, it's just timings off. And there's a couple of things that we kind of could see that what it was, other things that we just didn't have control over. And it was just frustrating. And that was very hard for me after everything we experienced and all these great moments and, you know, feel like, like, okay, this, this really could be the one to the point of, I also really feel right now that we're not called to date and we are called to take a break or something. And it wasn't like, oh, we'll just get back together later for me. And I'm sure I don't I don't know for you, but I kind of just thought, okay, I guess this just isn't it right now.
2: That's pretty much I mean, I I just yeah, that's accurate.
0: Yeah. Just move on, I guess. And then and that lasted for four years of this friendship that we had. And we we yeah, we
2: stayed in touch. It was it was nice. It it was was fine. It was it ended up being all right. It was really good. We were good friends. I mean, we were. Yeah, I guess we were good friends. Yeah, we were good friends. Like I when I say that I mean like we didn't get to see each other.
0: No, there so there, there was no face to face interaction. So, so we, we just
2: kept in touch via like when I was deployed um Skype and phone, phone, phone calls. Phone call. I I would just call to check in. See, how it, sometimes I I would know when Leah was dating someone because she would answer her phone.
0: Well, yeah, cuz I was dating
2: somebody else. I know. And that's and that's good. That's good. I, I mean and not- obviously I was dating other people too. I mean sort of it's kind of cuz I was gone a lot, but yeah. Yeah, and it was. I couldn't
0: have a divided heart. I knew if Ricky called, I would really want to be with Ricky. And so if I was dating somebody, there's no way I couldn't take those phone calls. And then when I wasn't dating anybody, and if Ricky called, it would like tear my heart even more. I mean, I would love to hear from him. I wanted to hear from him. I took all the phone calls. I was excited to receive them, but I was like, oh god. And then I just got frustrated. And then I wanted to kind of started to build up a little bit of a wall of like, fine, okay, God, I guess I'm not supposed to date him. Why am I friends with him? I don't need another friend. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. But then I decided to, okay, surrender to that whole friendship thing with you. And I started to really listen to what you had to say during those phone calls. And I listened to, not just for ways that I could make myself sound attractive that you might want to date me again, but like, okay, what's going on in Ricky's life? What, you know, uh, how is he spending his days? How is his prayer life? I would ask you questions like that. And then I would ask you questions about your dating. And you'd be like, well, Leah. And I'm like, no, I'm your friend. And I I would... Tell you, which was half true. I'm like, look, I've got no interest in dating you again. That ship has sailed, buddy. I'm just (laughs) your friend and I'm just wanting to know, which was half true. I mean, I was trying to force myself into believing that because I did still have feelings for you, but I also knew we're not dating and that's not a reality. That's not a possibility. So it's just not going to happen. And I remember, oh, you know, there's one in particular person that you dated that, I really just thought, I just don't think this is the right person for you. And
1: you disagreed at the time. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, Obviously you were right.
1: Yes, I was right. I won, but we, and I ended up calling her she who must not be named like Harry Potter of Voldemort. So then I nicknamed her Vol- Vol- Voldemort. And I was like, how's Voldemort doing? And uh, you'd be like, Leia. and I'm like, well, I just think
0: I just don't think you should be dating or I just I just have this feeling that this is not the right place for you, not the right, right, right person for you. And obviously it worked out where it was. But
2: yeah. anyways, it was not just- to say that you were doing that with like every person. I Some of It was just you, you thought in particular this was not one that was a good fit. Um, yes. You were much more gracious with other people. And so Sure. You
0: know. But I saw things in you. I saw things in the things that you shared, which were minor. You weren't like like gushing with me about all these things at all. But the things that you did, no, (laughs) no, that's very true. Ricky does not gush. Let me tell you, does not gush. I have to remind him to hold my hand sometimes. I'm like, hey, hold my hand. And
1: then you, and then you do. I'm like, hey, just for the record, I'd like to, I'd like to hold your
0: hand. No, you do not gush at all. But what you did share with me, I was just like, hey, listen, I see something. I'm a girl. I'm a woman. I know some stuff. I don't know. But yeah, so it was just, but here's the thing. I was truly saying that because I was becoming your friend and I was getting to know your heart and know you better. And it got to the point that towards the end of that friendship of four years that it lasted, that last year in particular, we started talking a lot more. You were Skyping me from Iraq all the time. I was texting you or calling you and saying, hey, when are you free? And we were just chatting and, and sharing more life together. I mean, it, I remember in particular, you began a change in our friendship is when you began sharing with me about your family mm. and how you were raised or struggles within family dynamics and you were just being honest and open and you were opening up a part of you that you never shared before. Mm. And it was getting to the point where we'd gotten to a different level of our friendship. Then. And I remember after that one particular phone call, it was a Skype call that we had. And I remember getting off the phone, the Skype call and just being like, I really love him. Not in love, but I love the person he is. I I really, I really do want the best for Ricky. And it was an awareness in within me that I realized it wasn't self, the the friendship wasn't self-serving anymore. In the beginning it was. Yeah. It wasn't anymore though. I actually really enjoyed the personhood, the person of Ricky and I I loved you. I, I like how you think about things. I like your interest in stuff and I want to hear how you're developing as a man and it, that's just kind of neat, you know, to see like how you work through things and you think through them and the decisions you are making and I liked it.
2: Like that very serious guy.
0: You're a very serious guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You deliberate so long over everything.
2: Well, I got a plan. Got a plan and make a good plan and then execute that plan and this and is, review this that is plan. For,
0: this is this I, I will save the rest of these your deliberating stories for our episode on marriage. But oh my gosh, I came and tell you how long it took him to pick out a grill or to pick out <laughs> anything that any purchase Ricky's ever made. It is a in depth in-depth, like 47-page printout, YouTube-watching ordeal (laughs) that I can't stand. I'm about ready to lose my ever-living mind when Ricky deliberates over something. But, however, when you do deliberate, you tend to make really good decisions. And so one of those good decisions was us, at the end of this four-year friendship, You during one of our phone phone calls, you had mentioned that you were going to be back in the States for a family function. I was going to
2: be in New Orleans visiting family. Yeah. I was actually looking for a home there. I was actually I think I even got yeah, small details, but yeah, I think I was almost almost bought a home. You
0: did almost buy a yeah. home. Yeah.
2: Yeah. In Tremé, right in the heart how, of New Orleans.
0: How do you just not remember that? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I almost Cuz I can't a remember if I was maybe under contract. I didn't was I under contract? I think I was house. under contract. Yes, you were under contract and then they came back and they did not like your terms. Yeah. Cuz you wanted to change something cuz of the back land and the properties and you yeah. wanted something to be done.
2: Yeah, you're right. Anyway, small detail, doesn't matter. Small detail, almost
0: bought a home. Anyway, back on to Ricky here. So, and I was going to be in New Orleans for a conference that I was a part of. And a lot of great things happened that weekend.
2: Yeah. I mean, besides us meeting again?
0: Yes, because it was just a great weekend because, so we we decided that, okay, wow, like, you're going to be back from Iraq. You're going to be in the States. I'm going to be in the exact same location that you're going to be in at the exact same time. That we obviously, we did not coordinate, but God did. And it was just, we're like, okay, you're like, hey, let's meet up. And so I decided to extend my trip by one day so that you could show me New Orleans. That was like your, yeah. your big thing. You love the food. You love the music. My favorite
2: city. It's my home.
0: I did not want to do this because I heard New Orleans was like this terrible version of Vegas. And it I was gets like, a bad no rap, way. but it's,
2: people don't, the problem is that people just know New Orleans as Bourbon Street.
0: Right. And, which and, is and that's, that's the what problem. I thought.
2: I mean, if, if you go to New Orleans and you only go to Bourbon Street, you haven't really done New Orleans. You haven't done New Orleans at all. That's not what New Orleans is really about. It's, it's I just, now
0: agree with you. Yeah. I did not in the beginning. Cause we could like, have a
2: whole show about New Orleans. That'd be fun.
0: Well, fun for you because yeah. you're like from that area. I mean, I love it because of you and I love all the people and I love your family. But okay. Anyways. Yeah. It's all about food. That, that podcast would just be all about New Orleans food for the record. Food and
2: music. Yeah. Food and music.
0: So... We met up, and um, but I'm just saying before we tell that story, it was great because that was the same weekend that I met two of my best female friends to this date, which is Jackie Francois Angel and Sister Miriam. Yeah,
2: they that's were right. at the was That the first time to, you met. Them? That was the first time I, didn't know I that. met them. I don't think I knew that.
0: Yeah, I knew of Jackie Pryor because she was, you know, this great Catholic speaker and singer songwriter, but I never worked with her, never really met her. And I got to meet both of those women that same weekend. And it was phenomenal. They are just, I love them. And so there's a lot of, a lot of wonderful things going on in my life in this very condensed weekend in New Orleans. After the conference ends, I have, I leave and I'm dropped off. I had a friend drop me off to where I was meeting you. Mm -hmm. And for, I don't know, we were going to do, I guess like beignets and cafe au lait or something. We did everything. Yeah, we we, we did everything, but.
2: And we did stuff that normally people don't, yeah, awesome beignets. music. It's like, Kathy like DuMont's like, oh, yeah, do that, but...
0: It is fun. I still love it. I don't cool, care but, how touristy it is. I still love it. But has great
2: pastries in general and but, other so food. But
0: so, you drop me off. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell this part? I think you should tell this part. Tell this
2: part, Ricky. I don't know what you're talking about. Drop the me part, off.
0: The part where we met again, Ricky. Oh, well... What do you think I've been talking about this
1: whole time?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I saw you. We oh met. Oh my god, this is horrible. Stop. See, I'm not a storyteller. You go ahead and tell the story. I saw you. Yeah, you tell the story.
1: We met. <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh. Do you see what I'm dealing with here, people? This is ridiculous. Oh my god. Wait, I saw you. Yes, that's true. <laughs> what yeah, else what, yeah. what, what else were you going to say? We got married? Is that the next
2: line? <laughs> I don't know, Yeah. Why don't you keep telling the story? <laughs> okay. I'll just confirm or deny details.
1: Ah, marriage.
2: Yeah.
0: So I get dropped off. I walk in. You're right there. Oh my gosh. So happy to see you. You just look exactly the same as before. And this is the first time that I've seen you in four years. I have not seen you face to face in that length of time. And I remember immediately smiling so big. I was so happy. And I just hugged you and I gave you the biggest hug ever.
2: Yeah. It was a really
0: hug. really yeah, really big, really really I really big that. embrace. It was a really See, big I'm hug. confirming. Yeah. This, is, this is what I remember too. That's good. That's good. So, I but at that point though for me, there was a surge. It was truly not lying, it was an absolute presence of the Holy Spirit within my heart, very very strong, and there was this message, this just, just that I knew was from him and he just said, "This is where I want you." It was confirmation, complete. I, I don't understand how I knew that. I can't explain that. But I knew from the Holy Spirit that I had this message of like, this is where I want you. It wasn't, you're going to marry him and your colors are going to be pink and champagne and ivory and it's going to be gorgeous and you're going to have six bridesmaids and you're going to get married on June 20th. No, Nothing like that. It was just, this is where I want you. It was just the Holy Spirit saying, just stay here and learn. Stay here, learn, love, receive, surrender. And that's what I knew. I just knew, okay, this is where I'm called to be. That's what was going on in my heart. Now, what was going on in your heart? Was there anything going on in your heart? Or did you just hug I me mean, and thought, oh, yeah, that's a great hug?
2: No. I mean, I thought, wow, she's really pretty, first thing. Oh, geez. And I was like, gosh, she's prettier than I remember. Way more pretty. Mm. And uh, not that you weren't pretty before, but it was just like, man, she's beautiful. And then the second thing was, you know... I think when I when you hugged me, I I definitely. How do I just have a hard time talking about feelings? I guess. Really. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely felt something different. I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't know. I know that when we went our when when I took you around the city and showed you around and got to talking to you again, I was like, man, I gotta. I can't lose her twice, you know. And so I like immediately started. I think that night I was texting. I know I had a date plan. We think later that week because we weren't technically a date. That was not a no, date. No, uh-uh. I had a date plan later that week, and I had to cancel it for sure. And I knew
0: you had to cancel. I had
2: it. to. Yeah, you had to. I know. I did, and I did. For I the record, <laughs> I did. I don't know. If, oh, did know you know you that? Did. did you know that? I don't even know if you knew that.
0: Yes, I did. Okay, because we were friends, and you had told me.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. You that knew you I was going to be on date. date. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I can't. Because sort of,
0: I asked you. See, See. Yeah, this is all
2: part of your little plan. I see what's was going on. This part <laughs> of
0: my plan. Because I asked you when we were having dinner at, well, not, not not dinner, but we went into some, some neat little bar for lunch. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't remember the name or anything, but we were sitting down and I had just gotten the iPhone and you
1: had an old Blackberry. Yeah. Your red Blackberry. Remember that? Yeah, I remember oh, that. Oh my thing. gosh. It's like a...
2: People are listening are like, what the heck? Some of these young people are like, what is a BlackBerry?
1: Yeah, it was like this crazy
0: keyboard with a screen. Anyway, but you had that and I looked at you and I said, so are you going to cancel that date you got tomorrow or what? And now listen, prior to this, you should know that after our first day of hanging out, it was so phenomenal and great. And we clearly had this massive attraction and connection, like a magnet connection to each other where Ricky asked me, hey, what can can you stay another day? i said yes so i called southwest and i did the whole change of flight things i went and found myself a place to stay and so we wanted to hang out again so it was like the next day we hung out as well and we're going around the city at this point and then that's when we had lunch at this really neat like little cool bar thing in new orleans and i and i knew from you telling me like i don't know a week prior or something like that that you had to some this date and i looked at it, I was like so are you gonna cancel that date or uh or what because i knew I was like no listen it's so obvious that you like me. It's so obvious that I like you. Like, it's obvious that there's something going on. Are you going to be honest enough to admit that and let's look further into it or not?
2: Yeah, you cornered me. <laughs> Once again.
0: Well, you know what? It, looked, it was great. It's I'm fine. not here to play to play games. I
2: know. I you know? know,
0: and if you can't handle it, then that's fine.
2: Right. And I needed to, I needed to kind of grow up. Exactly. You know,
0: I ain't going to sit here Commit. and be like, well, I just wonder what he thinks about it. Well, crap, man, I'm not going to wonder. I'm just going to ask you. You right. know, I, that, that's just, and you know me, that's who I am. And uh, that's just whatever. That's just who it is. But you, you, but then you told me, which I was, i it made me feel so good. You're like, I've already done that, Leah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I feel so good right now. Yeah. I felt so great. No, I,
2: I do remember doing that on my own. Yeah. I'm like, you know.
1: No, yeah, you definitely did it on your
0: own, but I asked you about it because I was like, I'm not going to like not talk about the elephant in the room here. Right. Like we are friends. I know what was going on in your schedule. So it was a good conversation. And from there, things progressed, obviously, to the point where we realized that this needed to become serious, that we really did need to not just date, but really actually court each other in
2: that
0: that technical term of like, no, this looks like this isn't.
2: Yeah, and I was over. I mean, I was on R&R at the time, so I think I stayed. I think I stayed in Iraq for like I don't know two or three more months. Yeah, because you
0: were still living and working in Iraq, and yeah. you had to obviously go back, and mm-hmm. you were running a medical clinic. Can I? Oh crap! Can
2: I say that? I can say that. Yeah, it's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. I was doing some stuff in Iraq. Doing, some stuff. <laughs> and, doing stuff. Doing stuff. Um, yeah, and I needed. To, I I knew at that point, and this, and I had already been out of the army. I was working as a civilian, as a as a contractor over there. I just knew. I was like, well, if I want to date this girl, and and I and at that time, I was like, I was thinking about marriage for sure. I was like I got to go home and date this young lady. So I moved home. Yeah. Got my stuff out of Clarksville, Tennessee, and and you were living in San Diego at the time.
0: Yeah, I was working for Catholic
2: Answers. Yeah, so I actually moved to San Diego. I got a room with a, what was her name? Miss Bernadette.
1: Yes, this, I this love really her. This really old Irish um, woman,
2: Irish woman who's just unbelievable. I think she was like seventy something years old. She's fabulous. She would climb Cal's Mountain every morning at like five a.m. Oh, as her, her. workout. Yeah. And people from that area know what Cal's Mountain is. It's just, a, I mean, it's it's a good little hike to do every morning, especially for someone her age. She was just unbelievable. Neat woman. Yeah. Straight from Ireland. Loved her. To that she graciously
0: went to I, daily mass. Yeah, She's and an awesome um, woman. she
2: was wonderful. So I lived with her, in and a I room. worked I with her a daughter. Room. Yeah, Peggy. you worked with her daughter. Yeah. So I needed, like, I was like, I got to move out there. I don't have a place to stay. And these people found me a room, and so in a house in a really nice home in San Diego, and it was wonderful.
1: Did she make you breakfast in the beginning? She
2: at the beginning, she made me breakfast every morning.
1: Every morning, bacon. She's, she and saw eggs. that I was
2: making bacon, and I eat bacon and eggs every day, and almost every day, and. Yeah, she saw that I was making her day. She started making it for me. She's like, she's like being a grandma to me. It was great. Let me tell
1: you, Miss Bernadette, you ruined marriage for me for the first six months because yeah. Ricky expected this, and that <laughs> did not
2: happen. I'll
1: we'll tell you that much.
0: But the point is, I just want to, I want to wrap up here because we will finish the rest of the story in a different episode. But one thing I want to mention before before we kind of conclude is that you took the obviously very big initiative to take it serious in our dating. I mean, this was pretty strange and I know this isn't going to be the case for everybody, but you did move. I mean, you moved from, of course, Iraq back to the United States and to California to date me.
2: Yeah. I mean, and that's a out of the ordinary situation. True. Right. I mean, our whole, this whole story is definitely out of the ordinary. So I don't know if anything here applies to anyone out there who's just, you know, living a pretty normal nine to five job and dating you know today, but hopefully, I mean, maybe we can pull some takeaways from this for those out there, you know, to help them.
0: Well, yeah, but I, I guess I, I, before we do the takeaways, I'm just trying to make a point that like that was really wonderful. It's not even the great word that I want to use right now, but well, it was that, reassuring
2: for you. It was, re- but of course, yeah, it, yeah I was absolutely, making a commitment.
0: yeah, you, you were, yeah, absolutely. It was reassuring. You were making a commitment. You were taking
2: this, not playing games. Seriously, you weren't. Yeah. You weren't
0: playing games because marriage is for life, and so
2: right, and we weren't. Well, yeah, and we weren't talking about marriage at this point. So let's just be clear there. We were just talking about, you know, dating with the intention of we knew that we were both thinking about marriage, I guess, or thinking that we were. I don't well, Hold on a second. Because I
0: definitely thought. Well, we weren't
2: engaged yet. Yes. No, no, we, no. no
0: we, exactly. Yeah. Right. We, 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 we,
2: we didn't decide to get married at this point. We weren't engaged,
0: but, but but we were.
2: If, I mean. You could. We were dating exclusively with oh the intention.
0: I'm just being trying to be clear. Yeah. I'm trying to say the same thing, too, though.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. Good. (laughs) Golly. (laughs) Okay. So we were dating. Right. I was
0: definitely thinking, I'm pretty sure you're the one. We need to date more though. So let's do that.
2: Right. I was thinking the same thing. I'm thinking pretty sure this is the one, but let me make sure she's not crazy and go move out (laughs) about the same city and date her for like, you know, which I didn't think that. I'm just saying. Are you sure? You, You need to... Obviously, when you move forward in a relationship, you need to spend more time together. The only way for us to do that in a a way that didn't feel like I was coming home, taking a vacation to see you was to quit my job, move to San Diego and start figuring out what I'm going to do stateside. Yeah. So.
0: I just think that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously more than great. But, and that, that laid the foundation for us to get to know each other and date Face regularly, to face. yeah, right, like regularly. A, like normal people. Yeah, exactly, like normal. Nothing people. was
2: normal. Nothing was you know ordinary about the way we met. Absolutely, and, you know.
0: and we needed to have some. We just needed to be normal. So yes, that was good. Okay, so as crazy as the dating culture is today, and Graydon, mm-hmm. like you said, we kind of were on the cusp of that before it got in, incredibly insane. What, like, I have a challenge that I would give. Do you have a challenge? Have you have you I don't thought know. of anything?
2: You do your challenge, and I'll think about it. Okay.
0: I would say if I could challenge you, if you are dating, if you're single, is to know thyself. Some good old dose of self-awareness. Know who you are. Whatever it is, however you need to do that. Write it out. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are you really looking for in a partner in life? And not just, they got to be cute and a great sense of humor. Okay, come on. Come on. Like that's crap. It's great, but come on, like, that's not going to carry you through tough times. Is a cute guy who can make you laugh. Maybe the laughter part a bit. Who knows? But you got to look for some more substance. So be real with yourself. Be honest. Find out what are your strengths. What are your weaknesses? What what's a weakness in you that you're looking for somebody that could help you strengthen that weakness? They're not going to completely fill the void because Christ alone does that. But how is some how how what qualities in another person? Are you looking for that would help you? That's really important. And I think for both Ricky and I, we had, praise be to God, we had a lot of self-awareness. We knew who we were, and it made it easier to see what we were looking for in another person because of that. So I would say that. That's my challenge. Okay. Self-awareness. Okay. Do you have anything to add to that?
2: I guess I should do a challenge for the guys, I guess. Let's think. Um, well, that was
0: for guys too, if they listen. but yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking. So... For the guys out there, I guess the challenge would be, I think obviously guys typically have a very difficult time with commitment. So what I would say, if you're a young man listening to this and you're in a, in a relationship, and I guess this also could apply to the women as well, your relationship should be going somewhere. So if you've been in a relationship for like over a year and you don't know whether or not you're going to, you're going towards marriage, you should probably figure that out. Yeah. I mean, a year is generous. I would say, yeah, really generous, but I'm trying to be gracious you know, there's people that date a long time and and some people aren't in a position to get married. So I understand that. But if you're in a position where you, you know, you're a young man, you work, you have income. If you wanted to get married, you could support a wife then, and you're dating someone for over a year. You need to figure that out. Or make your intentions clear. No, you need to figure that out for the woman and for you both. But yeah, it doesn't take forever. You know, you need to make a commitment to something. Even if it's not like, okay, I don't necessarily need to get engaged, but you need to make a commitment to know soon. If you don't know, then you might need to end it. Yeah, maybe so. You need to have that conversation with that whoever it is. And I'm more hardcore Make sure than you guys me. are.
1: I'm like, man, get out of that boat. Yeah, just no, I mean, I,
2: I never dated someone for that long. I just want to be gracious. I don't want you know, sound like a self righteous guy. I mean, it's yeah, everybody's relationships different. It's not, you know. You start making principles out of your experiences, you're going to be, you just can't because it just doesn't apply to everyone. You can't make principles out of your personal experiences Mm -hmm. to other people, for other people as principles. So ideally, you figure this stuff out if you're dating, especially if you're in your 30s, you need to figure this out in like a couple months, three three, (laughs) three to six months. You better get on it. And then if you don't think it's the right thing, then just go to, you know, date someone else because there's, you know, there's a lot of good people out there. You need to meet them. You need to be open to that. Or, and if you find one, you need to commit. That's simple. So the challenge is there. So figure it out and commit or figure it out and cut it loose. Self-awareness. There you go.
0: Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Hope that helps. I think it does. I think Mm -hmm. that was good, Ricky. Ricky, I love you.
2: I love you too, babe.
0: I love you more.
2: It'll be fun to talk about um, some other things.
0: It will be. I hate talking about myself. I know you're weird about that.
2: I know. Let's just talk. Let's talk about other things next time. Okay. Well, do we have more to say about this particular subject?
0: Well, when we talk about marriage, we'll talk about really kind of what happened after that engagement and some marriage things. We'll talk okay. about that. Yeah. And another episode. Not now. Don't worry. Calm and then there's down. some
2: serious things going on in the church right now. I think we should probably address at some point too. Yes. I don't know when this is going to. episode is going to drop, but as we pray and think about some of the things that are going on we can talk about that. I think sure. that'd be a good, I, know that, I don't know if that was in one of the comments, but I would like to talk about that with yeah. you. Yeah. Maybe share our thoughts sure. as a couple. So help other people out there that are married and trying to figure this stuff out.
0: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We went a little over our normal time frame for a podcast episode, but you know what? I don't know. I know I'm partial, but it was fun. I'm really glad that we got to do it and I'm glad that hopefully we answered a lot of the questions that you've given us on Instagram about how we met and all of the ins and outs of that remember whatever you do today do something beautiful for god find somebody in your life find a stranger whatever it might be and smile at them give them a little bit more patience forgive someone or forgive yourself or just frankly just spend time knowing that your creator loves you knows you and wants the best for you thank you so much for listening god love you god bless and we'll talk to you again